And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host, one half of the Quarter and Full of Fed podcast. And I'm back like I never left with another installment of Wealth Wednesday here on a Quarter and Full of Fed podcast. We discuss health and wealth, finances and fitness and everything in between. And we want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. Yes, yes. However, my co-host Jordan, who is back from paternity leave, when he went on paternity leave, I started these Wealth Wednesdays. We get straight to the finance information. Crazy to think this isn't even the 40th episode of Wealth Wednesday. Well, it says 40. This I, I don't know. This is at least the 40th one. I've done some in between, but crazy that you know, I've, I've almost done a year's worth of these. Insanity. But y'all see the topic of this video. I, another, another video about 100K, 100K salary. Why do I keep doing this? Well, Type of conversation. One, these student loans, they hold on. I always got to hear for the YouTube listeners, watchers, I say. Student loans, all this ruling is about to happen. Let me talk about student loans real quick. What does it real quick mean? If you haven't, regardless if you have, um, if the forgiveness does not doesn't go through, if you are still going to have student loans, if um, the forgiveness does go through. So you have more than $10,000 in student loan debt. You need to start making your payments right now. May is almost over as technically June. But in June, if you do not make a student loan payment, then you're just you're just setting yourself up. Now, obviously, you can, you know, there's still going to be an ability to do deferment, things like that. But if you're in a situation where you're just, you know, you're going to start making the minimum payment again once it starts back up, just start doing it now. Just start preparing your budget to do it now. All right. That's a student loan situation until, you know, I'll have a whole episode once they make this ruling, which is likely not going to be in favor of people with the forgiveness. But hey, we're still waiting to see what the Supreme Court is going to do. But I know y'all see the topic of that video. Like I said, the 100K situation. I got a couple of videos. This isn't going to be a series, but the next couple of videos sort of going to tie together. So I'm talking about, again, is 100K enough? Why are people complaining about it? But then we're going to talk about, as I say, um, ooh, not, I was going to say necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyle. Uh, Stress, anxiety, anxiety, depression, depression, self, self-deletion or deletion. You're not anxious and depressed. You're just broke. And we're going to talk about an article in a couple episodes about that, how people's finances impact their mental state. So y'all can see that I've been knowing what I'm talking about this whole time. If you got financial stress, stress being the foundation of the precursor before anxiety or even depression, get your finances in order and maybe your stress will go down. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But before we get started, hit that like button. Share and subscribe to the YouTube algorithm. You can find myself and Jordan's information, my co-host, in the show notes description. If you want to sign up for a personal training, virtual, finallyfit.live or finallyfit06 on Instagram for Jordan, Jordan's uh, personal training information. And for financial coaching, you can find my links in the show notes as well. And then last but not least, don't sue me, sue your mama. This is for entertainment purposes only. Neither myself nor Jordan are fitness or financial professionals. You need to consult a professional before you take any action. I, I got I got to figure that out. What I, what I should do is just get the documentation that our lawyer sent us about what we're supposed to say, but we only did that like once or twice. It's either here or there. But all right, y'all, time to switch over, get started. Today, we're going to go to, not CNBC, we're going to go to Yahoo Finance. Oop, quick thing. Real quick. One of these days, I'll get a stream deck and I'll be able to do this early. I'm just hitting all the wrong buttons present is that hold on y'all y'all know i'm slow there we go boom but i'm saying boom didn't you? all right here we go here we go here we go but let me see how well y'all can see that all right that looks good i make 100k a year how come life is still 
ironically, this oh, by the way, this is a listener article. So if you have any topics that you want myself and or Jordan to discuss, you can send them over to us. However, you will contact us, leave a comment on YouTube videos, DM us, et cetera, et cetera. We will queue it up. Ironically, I just got a conversation off the phone about an hour or so ago with one of my good friends who sent me this article to discuss. So that's one of the reasons we're doing it too, even though I already talked about 100K. This is a little bit different article. So um, what are the chances? But here we go. I think this is going to be wild too. I think, which is a good thing, but when people send me stuff, they seem to be better. One of the best best episodes with China sent me about the uh, non-black financial figures. But here we go. Make 100K a year. How come life is still so hard? I'm going to figure out. A six-figure salary may not be enough for the American dream anymore. Not true. This is where we need to provide clarity. I haven't even got started yet. Here we go. In my eye, I mean the article. A six-figure salary is enough, but the issue is when people say six figures, they mean $100,000, right? Six figures is anywhere from $100,000 and zero cents to $999,999.99, okay? So one penny less than a million. That That's the whole range for six figures, okay? So six figures is enough for... People were traditionally when they say six figures, they mean you know I earn six figures, they mean a hundred thousand dollars. Usually, less than one hundred and fifty. Most people aren't talking about I make six figures and they earn earn you know multiple six figures or two hundred k plus. It's not enough for the American dream, but here are three. Okay, this is three simple ways to make it work. Regardless, here we go. This is um, I always have issues sometimes with the audio, but this is a video here that actually talks about you know, um, people. Uh, who are what the average amount of salary people are asking for? Seventy-two thousand without a degree, and I think, or seventy-three, roughly, and then ninety-two thousand people with degrees. That's how much they're, they're asking for. All right, here we go. And this article is by Amy Legate Leget Wolf. All right, here we go. I'm still playing the video. I'm like, what is this? X that out. All right, here we go. On paper, it looks like you've made it. You hit that six-figure dream, right? And that's probably saying $100,000, like I said. But these days, it may not be enough. No, it's not enough. We already we already, we already, talked about, um, let me pull up the inflation calculator. We already talked about how the number was anywhere from sixty to $75,000, that once you make over that amount, you really don't have any improvement, quote-unquote, from a life standpoint. And that was years ago when I did the inflation calculator to adjust for it, it ended up being $100,000 in today's time, which is crazy. Let me do this again. Let me share this tab. I can see that. All right. So calculated, as you can see, 2023, right? A dollar in 2023 is a dollar now. But now what we're going to do is, oh, it's not coming over here. $100,000. I think it was the 90s. Let's just do 1990 when they were talking about $100,000. I didn't been in the 80s. Let's just do the 90s. Probably gonna be at least 150. <laughs> what do I know? Look, look how much inflation has been since 1990. 232,000 is where you need to be at. Okay. And by the way, this is you know the whole average. So if you take Maryland, Maryland's median household income is gonna be around 90k. Maryland's yeah, 91,000. 91. So we take 91,000 dollars. And put it in here. Oh no, that's 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 gonna be a little less. Yeah, it's probably gonna be closer to two hundred. Okay, so one hundred k when you're making, you know, more than enough. But but again, though, that's a hundred thousand, like for the whole country. So when we look at what the median household income is for the United States, probably around seventy thousand. 
yeah, said, said literally seventy thousand, little under seventy one thousand dollars. So technically, a hundred thousand is um, that's it. One point, yeah, almost one point five more. So then, that times ninety, yeah, it's gonna be so one hundred twenty eight thousand. It's just 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 assume I did that math correctly. But it's definitely one hundred twenty eight thousand for to adjust for mail. So three hundred thousand dollars. Sweet Jesus. All right. Anyways, though, the actual point of the article, just so we can have a frame of reference, depending on this, probably talking about the whole country. All right. Rich young Americans have lost confidence in the stock market and are betting on these three assets. Instead, this is about to be wild. Get in now for strong long term tailwinds. UBS says, I don't know who UBS is. I'm not sure that is. 61% of millionaire of millionaire collectors allocate up to 30% of their overall portfolio to this exclusive asset. Here's how much money the average middle-class American household makes. How do you stack up? The old benchmark, 100000 Again, old salary that baby boomers, that put baby boomers into the category of rich, is coming up short. Now, baby boomers, remember, that's 19... Baby boomer should be 1945 to 1960, 1961, or 63. It should be maybe 48 to 63, something like that. Regardless, though, when baby boomers are, you know, in their prime working year, early, early working years, that's going to be 80, 90 time frame, which is why I did that 1990 for the inflation calculator. Regardless, though, uh, Rich is coming up short for 100K. There's more than coming up short. It's not it. As of March, about, and this is March 2023, 60% of all U.S. consumers are living in check to check. Survey found, right, okay, Americans aren't immune to write the budget crunches. 48% of those making over, right, 100K live in paycheck to paycheck. We've discussed this. I've already said this before. As for the younger right generations, survey found, okay, 73% millennials. And then Gen Z isn't far behind, 66%. Okay, live in paycheck to paycheck. How do they end up there? While millennials said supporting, said supporting defended family members, and paying down debt were the main reasons they're living paycheck to paycheck, while one third of Gen Z blamed non-essential spending. I mean, you got to pay down. I mean, these are necessities, necessities debt payments, supporting your dependents, I assume from a need standpoint, and then paying down your debt, necessities debt payments. Now, at least Gen Z admitted the, about the lifestyle, the non-essential spending. I guess, you know, shout out to millennials, my generation. We still holding on tight. Here's why the American dream feels more like a, Revere, I don't know how to pronounce this word. English is not my strong suit. The thing didn't pop up for me to see how to say it. Reverie. Reverie mean? A state of being pleasant daydreaming. Okay. I'm like, okay, daydream for younger generations and what you can do to claw back some of the buying power. Without having to negotiate for a raise, not, not negotiate for the raise slash get a new job. We talked about this on the last episode, I believe. Yeah, now nah, go get your go get more money. If your current job is not paying you enough, and you do attempt to negotiate, and they aren't willing to pay you more, you can go get more money. Why not? I mean, at some point in time, you have to operate. You know, understand that you are a business. I mean, you know, you get a make a business LLC, you get an EIN. Um, but if you if you don't know your social security number also is your 10, your tax identification number, you gotta start operating like like you are a business and make decisions that are best for you and your family. I mean, it's that simple. Lo- loyalty is is it's not that you have to be loyal to the companies. You go go there, you know, put put in the correct, you know, correct amount of work, but you know, put in the work. Don't don't cheat, 
your current job. But if it's time to renegotiate and they aren't willing to meet your number, then see if you go somewhere else. I mean, it's that simple. Unlike their parents, both Gen Z and millennials grew up with baby boomers. Boomer parents who most... Oh, Jesus, Siri. Siri, listen to everything. Both Gen Z and millennials grew up with baby boomer parents who most likely had it all going for them. The car, the family, the house, salary. That allowed them to live a stable and affordable lifestyle. In 1980, American families had a... In 1980, American families had a median income at 75000 Okay, in today's currency, it's about to say not. Okay, I was about to say, three decades on that average has actually dropped. Three decades on, that average has actually dropped to about 70000 Right, yeah. Incomes are lowering. I didn't know it was nationwide. I, have, I live in Maryland, and, and they're, not, they're not. They're going up over here. Wow, I did not, I did not know nationwide. They were, the median was going down. When you adjust for inflation, shout out to the wage gap, not the wage gap, the wealth gap, wage gap and the wealth gap. That means not only are millennials and Gen Z pay less than their parents, right? But due to inflation, yes. Oh my goodness. Here, here's the, here sums up the, the life of millennials and Gen Z from a financial standpoint, getting paid less when you adjust for inflation and inflation is higher. And then consider the, the student debt, right? More and, and millennials and Gen Z have way more debt, even though baby boomers had their student loan debt was nowhere near. You know, this would be like, yeah, it was you know, five hundred dollars for a class, something crazy. They went, to, you know, to, you know, they went to the big state school, Maryland, or they went to Texas, something crazy. And they're like, oh yeah, it was like two five thousand dollars for me to get my four year degree. It's like what five thousand dollars get you nothing? Well, actually, that student loan episode get you get you about a semester now, but definitely not a four year degree out of four year all right yes and considering student loan debt that many young people are already carrying when they're only just starting their careers while millennials and gen z are more educated the price of degree doesn't pay the same dividends when everyone you're competing for jobs with has one too not true that's if you got a bad degree if you get into these stem fields you'll be okay but when you know when Corey was telling everybody to go get a computer science degree in middle school the people didn't laugh at me, but they, they didn't listen. And now, you know, here here I am trying to you know, tell you all, look, keep going in STEM. It, it, it's still there. The money is is all over the place for the STEM field. Even if they manage to climb the corporate ladder, you're not doing too much climb the corporate ladder if you're a millennial, the back end 90 babies at this age, um, and lock down a fair, or a fair salary. What's a fair salary? Younger generations are also uh, beleaguered. Is that beleaguered? They're killing me with these words in this one. By rising childcare expenses and home prices. Yes, everything is going up in price. So what are we to do? And miss inflation, rising interest rates, and static salaries. Here's how you can make that salary work for you. You can already see the first thing. Make a budget. Okay, they're on a good track. Shout out to Yahoo Finance. Yes, you got to get on a budget. The first thing, right, every home needs is a budget. Then you need to stick. Yes, execute the budget. Track your transactions. Okay, like they've been listening to me. Maybe. You count yourself among the 85% of savvy spenders who told debt.com they use a budget. Question is not whether or not you use a budget. How well do you stick to your budget? That's what they should ask. But with rising costs, if you haven't updated lately, it's like your budget needs overall. True. Yes, you should. Remember Jordan asked me this question. How often would inflation, I think it's when he asked me this offline, I think we were talking. When do you, you know, update your budget, you know, as far as, you know, adjusting for inflation? Well, if, you know, if you keep depends on when you go grocery shopping, let's say, right? But you know, if you go grocery shopping, let's say, you know, twice, you know, uh, every two weeks, 
right? In the last three months, you know, you haven't been spending, you know, let's just say $500 a month. You've been spending like $750 a month. You need to go ahead and change it, right? So if you're, you know, for your necessities that you're spending you know, every month on, if you continue over the last, let's say, season or quarter, you know, and not something like where, you know, you spend more money on electricity during the summer months type of thing to do to run the AC longer, but you're seeing a, um, an increase in prices on things like gas or like food, these, some of these inflation markers in your budget, you need to go ahead and change it. But again, what I recommend is obviously not only being on a budget, but over budgeting for these things. That's what I talk about, you know, financial coaching information in the description. But I, was, I talk about how we over budget for things. Let's say we plan on spending $500 when we spend 400 and we learn how to make our budget more liquid where we put more restrictions on ourselves by over budgeting. But we say, Hey, you know, we got a hundred dollars left over for this example out of this 500 because we only spent four. And now we're going to use that hundred dollars and put it somewhere else in our budget. But every month we're still planning on spending these five, this, these, these $500 for the grocery bill. However, when it's time to, you know, up it up some to let's just say 750 in this case, you're taking a $250 hit is more extreme than you would if you're doing 400 and taking a $350 hit. So I always recommend over budgeting for the variable necessities. Obviously the fixed things, you don't over budget for fixed. You just, it just kind of is what it is. But for your groceries, for your utilities, for gas, you over budget for that. For gas is the best example I have. However many tanks of gas you get a week, you multiply that by two, right? So you double, double it. Let's say you get double the amount of tanks of gas you get in a week, and then you multiply that number times four. So essentially, how many tanks, however much it costs for you to get a tank of gas, multiply that number by eight. How much it take for you to get in a week, should I say? Multiply that by eight. So let's just say, you know, you spend $50 a week on gas, and then we double that, get you 100, and then multiply that times four again, get it 400. So we budget you spending $400 on gas for the month. Now, you only spilling about two, we, we got to double, but look gas fluctuates when it goes up you don't want to have to then find that money so now you got to go find two hundred dollars for necessity you don't have to find money in your budget for necessities you want to find money for you know investments lifestyle or accelerate some of your savings goals sinking funds whatever it is but you don't have to find money in your budget to pay for your groceries all right you should already be over budgeting for them that way inflation inflation is going to inflation occurs every year all right so stuff is already going to go up but that way when it we're in a situation now where it's higher than the average pace, anywhere from two to four percent is more than that. I don't know what inflation is now, but it's cl closer to 10 percent what it was last year, 2022. You don't have to take as big of a hit then as well. That's what people, the part people miss. Then hopefully, right, you're getting raises every year. That's one of the first things you look at is obviously look at bumping up your investments, you know, 401k, things like that. But also, hey, do we need to? put some more money into our necessities because inflation is inflation. All right. That's the type of stuff I gave you all in a quick little session. All right. That's from my clients, but you know, that's, that's the stuff that you need to look at and why, not that I'm so hard, why you can't go out eating things like that, but these are the things you have to prepare for. Cause if you don't have enough money, if you don't have the money, then you go and put it on your credit card, right? You end up going into debt for it. I mean, it's, it's that simple. All right. Start off by tallying your essential monthly expenses like your mortgage or your rent. Okay, do, do it by your necessities. I'm slowing down. Look, it's, it's, it's almost nine o'clock, y'all. Um, PM. Yes, do your necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyle, right? Compared to your leftover, right? Income minus alcohol equals leftover. Okay. 
said this many times, right? If you need to trim some things, cut things back. Trim some, trim some fat. The irony, yeah, stop going out to eat. All right, break up your expenses in the right two categories, or excuse me, must have like coffee. And nice to have like alcohol, or maybe that's coffee for you personally. Coffee is not a must have. Part of... Part of your budget should also include right putting cash aside, right to pay down debt, right? I was making debt payments, but getting out of debt, you know, aggressively pay off your debt. Paying interest right on credit cards or student loans, I guess prepare for those student loans. That's cash being thrown away. Okay, assume you pay it down, right? Okay, yeah, saving money on interest. One thing about paying down debt that has interest charged on it because top out student loans, but you are getting that return. So if you're getting, say, the loan has 10% interest, you are making a 10% return by paying it down. That's just how that works. All right, learn to save on fun. So decrease your investment. I mean, just don't decrease your investments. Decrease your lifestyle. A little bit of research also goes a long way when it comes to saving on purchases. It doesn't have to be a pain. There are so many apps out there that can help you save money by browsing around for deals. Think of renting a home instead of a hotel room. Nah, I mean, Airbnb is crazy. Fair use, no, no copy, no. It's not sponsorship. No knock on Airbnb, but Airbnb prices can be out crazy compared to a hotel. Or maybe a cheap right airline. All right. Shout out to Spirit. I flew Spirit. I had I did not have a bad experience. I only, I've only flown it once though. Or maybe a cheap right airline ticket. And these days there are sites right to help you get discounts. Yeah, look for discount. I mean, don't be afraid to use discounts or coupons. Stop listening to all this dating stuff you see where it's like, what would you do if no, you went on a date with a man using a coupon? I'm using coupons and gift cards. I had a gift card. Got, got, we got one from the, uh, as a wedding gift. And I was like, I'm about to, th- and I, I was like, I don't need to throw this away, clean it out of my car. And I was like, wait, let me call and see how much money. I was like, there was $10 left on this gift card. I use that $10. What I use it for? We went to Target to get some uh, toiletries. I use that $10. You're tripping. Y- y- y'all better make make use of it as as much as you can at discounts. All right, take the time to shop around right before making big purchases. Yep. Use your credit card wisely. All right, here we go. Disagreement. I mean, I, yes, if you're going to use your credit card, use it wisely. Where's Dave? Can y'all see Dave in the background? Is he right there? Dave wouldn't like if I said that. But um, if you're looking for a quick way right, to get something back from the purchase you need to make, you might want to consider, okay, getting a new credit card, so my cash back. Okay, cool. You can usually find, right, so you have special offers. When you get a new card, yes, they'll do something where they give you more like $300 if you spend a $3,000, something like that, within the first month or 90 days, some type of deal for that. All right, every time you swipe your card, yeah, okay, that's about accumulating points. And just remember paying off your credit card, right? So pay, pay it. And this is where things get contradicted. They started to get um contradict themselves. We're talking about paying down your debt. But then they're saying, well, then get a credit card. And it's like, first, you got to have the debt paid off or you get a new credit card. Come on now. And then, okay, what do you next? All right, that's it. Again, title this video, and this is by Amy again, Legate, Legat, Legate probably, Wolf. I make 100K a year. How come life is still so hard? A six-figure salary may not be enough for the American dream anymore, but here are three simple ways to make it work regardless. And again, get on a budget. Um learn to save on fun. There we go. And use your credit card wisely. Yes. Uh, do two of these things. I mean, if you have a credit card and you're going to use it, you should use it wisely. But a lot of you probably can't use credit well. So you just need to pay off your credit card and cancel it. I mean, that, that that's usually most people's issue. And that that's a conversation we don't want to have. 
we want to talk about people. Let me stop sharing the screen. We're going to talk about people. Yeah, you need credit. Things like, you know, people say you need credit. Okay, all right, you need credit. But what about the people who can't use it? Most people don't have the discipline for that. Or they don't want to put in the time to build the skills where they have the discipline to use credit cards the right way, quote unquote. That's a conversation we usually don't want to have. A lot of people should not be using credit cards. And by a lot, I mean most people. They just don't know how to use it properly. But all right, y'all, that's it. Locked and loaded. Again, $100,000 is not enough. Rest in peace, Kevin Samuels. But this is where I got that from. Got this from. I did the research. And he said you need a $300,000, you know, for a dollar to dollar ratio, where a dollar um, gets you a dollar worth of stuff for those parts of the country. And I was like, $300,000, what? Then I started doing the math and like started running the numbers. I was like, yeah. So if you want to know how much you need to make, those of you know, well, if 100K is not enough, what do I need to make, Corey? Wherever you want to live at, I've already said this before, wherever you want to live at, take the average or the median, but, you know, whichever you want to do, take the average of those homes. And then that's how much you need to make gross. So in Maryland, you're probably going to need to make close to four to five hundred thousand dollars to truly do the things that you want to do where you don't have to make cuts in your budget or make sacrifices, however you want to phrase it. But you want to have, you know, the house you want, you want to have drive the car that you want to drive and your spouse, right? Do the things you want to do for your kids, all these things, fully fund college before you do that, though, fully, you know. Fully fund, properly fund, that's not fully fund, but properly fund your retirement. All right, then kids college, you want to get your children a car, all these type of things. Go on a vacation, the vacations you want to go on, not, you know, all these type of things. It's going to be about that. Because remember when it comes to investing, investing is percentage-based. Then we talk about when you're making, you know, making a half a million dollars. Then you got to deal with the taxes up there. And so now you got to talk about, you're going to need to pay people from a financial expert standpoint, financial advisors, fiduciaries to help you from a tax standpoint so you can lower your tax bill. Remember, tax avoidance is okay. Tax evasion, you don't go to jail. All right, shout out to the IRS. But all right, y'all, that's it. Again, remember that like button, share, and subscribe for the YouTube algorithm and leave a rate and review on the podcast platforms as well. Again, my information as well as my co-host, Jordan's information is in the show notes. You go to finallyfit.live to sign up for virtual 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 training sessions with jordan and his wife and then for me you can look in the show notes to figure out how to contact me for financial coaching sessions are y'all again if you have any questions or concerns dm us leave a comment anything however you want to reach us if you have a topic you want to discuss let us know i cannot wait to do this article and i'm going to do it when i'm not as tired but can't wait to do the article on how mental health impacts finance. Remember, I don't read these articles ahead of time, so it'll be fresh, and then I just skim them. And the reason I'm going to do this one when I have more time because it is a, a significantly longer article. It might be end up being an hour episode because it's a pretty long article. It's a bank rate one, and but I'm excited to do that one because I've been talking about it so much, almost two years now. Actually, no. Do we miss the two year anniversary? We're terrible. Jordan and I have so much stuff going on in real life. We try to make sure we continue to get this content out to y'all on a weekly basis like we signed up for. But at least for almost two years now, I've been telling y'all stress, anxiety, anxiety, depression, depression, deletion. You're not anxious and depressed. You're just broke. A lot of the reasons, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care about the data. I do. But the financial stress that a lot of people have is likely the true cause of their anxiety and or their depression, the financial stress that they're dealing with. And, you know, talk about people going to therapy to help for, you know, anxiety and depression, 
you need financial therapy. You, someone like myself needs to sit you down and tell you that you were broke. Right? A lot of you need to be told that you were broke and you don't make enough money to do what you're doing. And you need to have a come to Jesus or whoever moment and recognize that what you're doing from a financial standpoint is ruining your life. And so you need to either decrease your spending and or increase your income. But then when it's time to put in that work to increase your spending, I mean, it's increase your spending, increase your income or put in that work to become more disciplined. You don't want to do either of those things. And then you just stay in a cycle from an anxiety and depressive standpoint. Kind of is what it is. But all right, y'all. Again, make sure that like button on the way out and leave those rating reviews on the, po- rating reviews on the podcast platforms as well. I know I'm tired because now my words are just slurring together. It's just crazy. And I need to get, I still need to make dinner. But again, remember to say more and say less. Keep making better your best. And I'll catch y'all in the next one.